You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 201. So how do high achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello there. Okay, this is going to be a fun episode. Okay, not only is it something that is super close to my heart, it is also the prelude to bonus episodes for this podcast that are about leaving the law. And if there was ever a life reset, that'll do it. I'm going to share my experiences and the mindset work I needed to do on myself before I could make that shift. And be sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss those bonus episodes. So even if you're not considering leaving the law, though, you are going to want to listen in because if you want to make any change in your life, you need to set the right foundation. Most of us don't know where to start. But today, I'm sharing where I started and the foundations that some of my clients needed to really set depending on where we were all starting out. And hearing what's possible is really inspiring to me, and my hope is is that you gain inspiration to take action from what you hear in this episode today. I decided to preempt what I'd initially planned for this episode because I've noticed something in my podcast. This small podcast is growing, my friend, and not just a little. The number of downloads has more than doubled in the last several months. It's bananas. And I see the number going up in the U.S., but also in Canada, Ireland, Germany, and Australia, and beyond. And I want to say, I see you. And I want to say thank you for sharing the podcast with your friends and coworkers and family members. This kind of growth doesn't happen in a vacuum. So thank you. I appreciate you. And like I said in the last episode, I'm just getting warmed up. Now, if you're new to this podcast, I want to offer that this is the perfect episode for you to jump in. In this episode, I am going to mention resources to help you set the foundation for your life reset, and I'm sharing them all in the show notes at dinacataldo.com forward slash 201. That's dinacataldo.com forward slash 201. You won't want to miss these because these are really good. So they're going to harken back to some of the best episodes here at Be a Better Lawyer podcast and some free resources that you might not have known about. Okay, let's do this. The very first thing I want to do here is identify for you before you take your next steps into your reset. This is going to be your starting point, okay? I've identified three archetypes, three starting points, and your next step may look a little different depending on which category you fall into. So one of these archetypes, one thing that all these archetypes have in common is that We are all high-achieving, ambitious lawyers who feel a pull for something more. And there's resistance to making the shift that is going to move you in the direction that you're being moved to follow. And there are a few stories that they also have in common. See if you can identify which story you tell yourself. You might see yourself in all three of these archetypes. I did, and that's okay. 
What I'm going to do is deconstruct each of these and give you tools to set you up for success, give you the foundation to move forward no matter which archetype or archetypes you fall into, okay? Just you pick the one that you resonate with the most and then you take action because I'm going to give you the resources. So this is how it's going to go down, all right? In each of these sections, each of these archetypes, this is what you're going to learn, the signs that you are this particular archetype, that you're currently telling the stories within this archetype that I've set forth. Second, you are going to get at least one example of a transformation to show you what is possible. What is on the other side of all of the stories that you might be telling yourself if you can just move past them? Then you're going to get what the next steps are in your life reset. So I've broken these down so that you can really see, okay, what are some of the mindset, what are some of the beliefs I need to overcome in order to start moving forward and to change myself? And then I am going to give you um, resources. And those resources are all going to be in the show notes at dinacataldo.com forward slash 201. I'm not going to list through them all. You can go to the website and under each of, under the resources, there's going to be these three archetypes and I'm going to list the resources according to archetype. Okay, this is going to be fun. All right. So the three archetypes are the grinder, the perfectionist, and the cynic. And I have been all three at one time or another. So you are in good company no matter which one you find yourself in. So the very first one, the grinder. Okay, this is what the grinder's story is, okay? I feel a pull. I feel a pull to do something more. But I'm too busy to do anything about it right now. I'll address it later when I have more time. And, you know, they're not able to really honor this feeling and they keep pushing it aside, right? Because there's work, family things get in the way, there's no time, right? That's the story. And you'll know that you're a grinder if you always feel behind. Anytime you think it would be nice if dot, 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 you push it away because it's not quote unquote realistic. You beat yourself up for procrastinating or not completing your to-do list or not being better, in quotes, at whatever it is you think you should be better at. You say yes to people and projects when you really want to say no. You have almost a compulsive need to be doing something. You engage in emotional avoidance. Here are some examples. You would rather work than have a difficult conversation with your spouse. You'd go out and get hammered with your friends complaining about work instead of looking at how your behaviors may be impacting how horrible work feels. You date people looking to feel love from them rather than learning how to feel loved by yourself without that relationship. Okay, so here's an example of the transformation from the grinder, okay? Like really resetting your life from that point. This was definitely me. I worked hard as a criminal prosecutor. And when I was in the trial units, I could work 50 to 70 hours a week easy, even when I wasn't in trial. And there was always more work. I had this feeling of dread that I was going to miss something or that I was going to fall behind. So I kept working harder. 
And the problem was, as I hit a point of diminishing returns and I was working to attempt to avoid the feelings of dread and fear, I didn't acknowledge them as something that could be changed. And that had the compound effect of creating a lot of suffering in other areas of my life. I was probably on the far end of emotional avoidance. I used alcohol, sex, relationships, and work, and food, whatever it was that was in front of me, to fill in emotional gaps instead of working on myself internally to fill myself up. I was disconnected from myself, so all I knew was that I was unhappy. And there were a lot of resets, a lot of transformations for me along the way. And each one was like climbing a mountain to get to the other side. Each small win along the way didn't always feel like a win because I'd feel like I was taking one step forward and two steps back. But I persisted by reminding myself how I wanted to feel and that it mattered how I felt. This was not a straight line, okay? Like if you looked at my progress on a graph, it would look like zigzaggy line that had huge dips and high highs going up and down and up and down, but gradually moving higher and higher, right? Like it just kept moving up. And I started looking at my life through the lens of I deserve better, that I mattered. I deserve to feel better. I deserve to be treated better. I deserve to feel fulfilled. And what I wanted mattered. So for me, that looked like Getting out of an emotionally draining relationship, stopping settling for superficial relationships. I stopped drinking, which was just numbing me out, and I wasn't paying attention to how I felt. Like I didn't want to feel discomfort, so I took that, the drinking, to numb out and not feel those feelings. Um, What I started doing was going to yoga. I journaled to see what was going on in my head, and let me tell you, it was a hot mess. But from that hot mess, I saw a pattern that I wanted to start a business. It was on like persistently coming up that I wanted to start a business. So I could actually see what was going on in my head because I put it down on a piece of paper. And so I started asking myself why I wasn't doing things that were in my head, like I wanted to do these things, I had a desire. And for the business, like I discovered it was fear. And so I started just following my fear. I started a business. I tried a bunch of other things too to see what I liked. I made progress. I procrastinated and I worked myself too hard. And then I got help, right? I hired a coach. I made my life easier. I decided I didn't like my first business. I closed it out. I decided to be a certified coach. You know, like this was a process for me. And coming from this grinder archetype, where I was working hard and that's how I really proved my worth, I had to recognize that there was something more, that I wanted a reset, right? I was being pulled in this direction of wanting, desiring something more than what I had in my life and I had to start asking myself questions, Okay. Now you might think that if you're a grinder, that step one is to make more time for yourself. And of course, this is what I do with my clients is I help them make more time for themselves so they can think. But really, the true first step is deciding that you matter and that what you want matters. And then everything else flows from that. You're going to make the time when you believe that what you want matters. You're going to figure out what to do when you believe that how you feel matters. Right? I'll, I will give you the resources here to make the time, 
But I want you to know that none of that's going to work unless you believe you matter and that what you want matters. I mean, that's truly the reset here. Okay, that's hitting the reset button. Now, if you're a grinder, your next steps here are to first pay attention. Start asking yourself questions. Do you like how you feel? Do you like how you spend your time? Do you like who you spend your time with? Do you like how you treat yourself? Do you like how you treat other people? How do you want to show up in your life? Who do you want to be? Start paying attention to how you are in the world and start asking yourself these questions. That's step one, okay? That's step one of your reset. Step two, find an example of what is possible. If it's possible for them, believe that it is possible for you too. Do not let your brain tell you that they're a special snowflake that has more time, money, resources, connections than you do, okay? That is the death to a reset, okay? You've got to believe that that is possible for you too. Ask yourself, why might it be possible for you? And then ask for help to make it reality because you can spend a lot of time spinning out and trying to figure out the how, but we won't know the how of it, the how to make it happen until we've finished it. So we've got to work on how we think, our mindset, to keep taking action, even when it feels like we are taking one step forward and two steps back, right? We've got to learn the emotional resilience needed to make it through this period, and that is going to make your progress run faster. I needed a coach to see my emotional gaps and to help me evaluate my decision-making processes. And when I could see these more clearly, I could make the fastest progress, okay? The third thing that you need to do in this reset is just stop settling for what you have and demand better. Start looking around for where you may be settling using those questions and then start asking yourself to do what it is that is in your heart to be, right? Demanding in a loving way, right? Knowing that a bigger version of you is there on the other side when you start asking yourself these questions, when you start demanding that of yourself, that is when real change happens. Okay, so number four, start doing things that scare you a little. Okay, our fears are our biggest teachers. Every transformation I had, I felt like I was on a roller coaster. I'd hear the tick, 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 tick going up as I was making the decision to do something scary or uncomfortable. And then I'd feel the fear and rush as I swooshed down the other side. And then I'd have some space to kind of process that and think what was next. And then the next tick, 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 tick would happen as I made a new transformation. I was learning the skills to navigate the ups and downs, learning to trust my judgment, learning that I could handle anything, learning that I didn't need to settle because there was always something better on the other side, and learning how to fill myself up instead of looking outside myself for fulfillment. When we start doing this, that is where the transformation happens. So if any of this spoke to you, I have linked to some tools for you in the show notes, okay? So I've got the Busy Lawyer's Guide, a calendar masterclass, some podcast episodes, and I want you to know that for each of these archetypes, I highly suggest you book a call with me and learn what your work is and how we can work together to make it so you can achieve what you want faster. Because there is no sense 
wasting time when you know you want a reset, when you know you want to transform your life. I waited a long time and I didn't have this resource here. So I want to share this with you so that you are not just spinning out and wasting time, like really taking action on your life. Because we only get this one and we only have the time allotted, whatever it is that we get, we've got to use it to the best of our ability. Okay, so the next archetype is the perfectionist. Oh, come on right? There's got to be a little bit of this in all of us. So this is what the perfectionist archetype is, right? The story is, is I feel a pull to do something, to be something more, but I don't know what it is. I don't know what I want, or maybe it's I'm not sure where to start. I want to be sure I'm making the right decision before I do anything because I don't want to waste time, and I'm really fearful of making the wrong decision. Now, You know you're the perfectionist archetype if you hesitate to make a decision. You think there's a right decision to be made, and you want to make sure you make the right one. So you might gather a lot of information and take your time and really think it over and spend a lot of time and basically take forever to make a decision or never make a decision. You wait to take action on what you want because you tell yourself you need to know more. You would describe yourself as pretty confident in some or most areas of your life, but sometimes you have self-doubt that paralyzes you from taking action on what you want. You consume a lot more information than you take action on. For example, you listen to a lot of self-help podcasts, but you don't implement anything. Or you take some action, but you stop when you don't see an immediate improvement. So for instance, you start a habit, then a weekend because it didn't look how you thought it should look. You quit and tell yourself it didn't work. Or sometimes you notice yourself frozen or not following through on what you tell yourself you're going to do because you're afraid of what people might think. So this is what a perfectionist transformation looks like. So if you're like me, you probably see yourself in this archetype and the grinder archetype. This was something I definitely needed to work through along the way as I learned to market my business online and be on video and show up bigger. But what I want to do is share the story of my client, Amon, because she transformed herself after we started working together. She came to me with a couple ideas for her next step in resetting her life. She had a really good handle on time management, but she'd spent about a year going back and forth, back and forth in her brain over what her next move was. She had spent a lot of time and energy and indecision because she thought there was a right decision. And once we did the mindset work she needed to see that there was no such thing as a right decision and that there's only the decision you decide is the right decision, she could move forward. She could start taking action. And this takes resetting our brain to see that we can trust ourselves and nothing has to be perfect. In fact, there's no such thing as perfection. So Amen decided to follow her desire to start teaching yoga to other lawyers, and she started Beyond Yoga for Lawyers. But of course, because each of these archetypes is powerfully programmed into our brain from years of practicing the thoughts, the stories that form it, this archetype showed up again. 
She noticed that, you know, in her business, she wasn't showing up on social media as much as she wanted to, and she would hesitate to share her business at the office. She would hesitate on sharing too much of herself. So when we coached on her thoughts about who she thought she was speaking to and, you know, what she thought would happen if she was more vulnerable, she began showing up more and more because she was able to see those thoughts and realize that she was safe, that it was ultimately okay. And if you follow her online, I'm going to link to her in the show notes too, she shows up all the time in a big way and is now helping a lot of lawyers. So I want to offer to you that when you reset your life, when you take action to transform and to honor the pull of whatever it is that is pulling at you, gnawing at you, where you want something more, that when you do that, you are helping other people. Like there is a reason why we are pulled in the directions that we are pulled. We are pulled in that direction because we are meant to go in that direction. And so when we resist it, we're setting ourselves up for a struggle. Okay, we're going to feel suffering because we are not honoring that pull. And so if you're noticing that right now, I want you to recognize that that pull is trying to tell you something and to ignore it is ignoring the deepest part of your soul. Okay, it may sound super deep, like if you're not, you know, listening to yourself regularly, connecting with yourself regularly, but it's not deep. It's just reality. Like there's a reason why you want what you want. It wouldn't be in your mind to follow that unless you were meant to follow it and grow from it. Okay, so next, as she practiced the work that she learned in our sessions, Amon started dissolving this perfectionist archetype and it became easier and easier for her to make decisions about how she wanted to show up. Like her decision-making process became much quicker. And when our decisions become easier and quicker, it's much easier easier for us to show up as the fullest expression of ourselves and release the judgments our brain has. Like this is the work. This is the work, my friend. Oh my gosh, I love this stuff. All right. (laughs) If you are the perfectionist archetype, these are your next steps for your life reset. Okay. First of all, notice where you might be feeling stuck in indecision. Here's a few questions to ask yourself. What have you been hesitant to take action on in your life? What have you been consuming information about and not taking action on? Maybe you've been saving articles, links, papers, and they're just sitting in a stack somewhere. That is a tip-off, my friend. What would you need to believe about yourself to decide and take action? Now, I want to put a side note in here as I've put some questions in this episode. This is one where you can go back and listen to it and answer these questions and really do this work. And I offer that this is some of the most important work that you can do is just taking what you're getting here and asking yourself these questions, really writing them down and thinking about them, not just listening to this podcast. If you're in a car, whatever, I get it, but coming back and answering these questions. It's going to change you when you start really taking a look at it. Okay, the next thing, the next step to do on this reset Learn how to trust that you will have your own back no matter what decision you make. Okay, we've been trained to look outside of ourselves to see what other people are doing and compare ourselves and see how we stack up. But we can hold 
ourselves back from making a decision because we're afraid of how other people are going to perceive our decisions in comparison to other people's um, accomplishments or whatever they are. We've really got to pay attention to how we feel, like stop looking outside of ourselves and start looking inwards. So here are some questions. What might you decide if you weren't thinking about what other people thought about you? How might your life be different? What decisions would you be making that would be different? Ask yourself where you've made decisions and where they were really good ones, okay? Even if they seem small, like start looking back at your life and start looking at the decisions you've made and honoring the ones that you're like, yes, those are really great ones. And this is the reason I say it like this is because sometimes I'll have clients come to me and they will tell me, oh, I'm, I'm horrible at making decisions. <laughs> and I tell them that's so not true. Let's look at why and we'll inevitably find some of them. And if you fall into the camp of not believing you make good decisions, ask yourself why those decisions that you thought were bad were still amazing decisions right? Because we can take a look back at something and say, oh, we made a horrible decision. Or we can look back at it and say, dang, I learned so much from that. Okay, so when we're in the perfectionist archetype, we tend to believe that the right decision means that we're going to be happy and we're going to feel safe. And the wrong decision means we're in trouble or we're bad. But if you look at life, that's not how it works. We can only make the best decisions we can in the moment then take the lessons that we want to take. If we make a decision to be in a relationship with someone, there are no guarantees. We could be happy one day, then unhappy the next. They could be kind to us for months, then flip a switch and not be kind. It doesn't mean we're bad at making decisions. It just means that we did the best we could with the information that we had at the time. And if we make a decision about which direction we want to take our life, it's the same thing. It's up to us to make decisions and move forward and not waste our time in indecision or beating ourselves up for decisions that, you know, we're second guessing ourselves on, right? It all starts with recognizing that no matter what decision you make, that you will be okay, that everything will be fine. And it always is. It always works out. Amazing, right? So number three, move towards the fear. This is the same as for the grinder archetype. We must move towards the fear and discomfort if we want to change. I have a client who's started writing a book and she has a lot of thoughts about what it means to write a book. She has fears and doubts just like we all do when we're starting something new. And this is a normal part of the process. Give yourself lots of love and support as you move through the fear so you feel safe moving forward. Like really honor yourself. So If you resonate with the perfectionist archetype, I've linked to some resources in the show notes for you, some prior podcasts. I think you're really gonna love those, including the uh, episode I did, I interviewed Amin, and you can learn more about her process there. Okay, the third archetype, the cynic archetype. Okay, this is the story the cynic is saying, right? I feel a pull to be and do more, and I know what I want, But I tell myself I can't do it because golden handcuffs, no time, not sure where to start. Okay, You know you're a cynic if you always have an excuse for why you can't do what you want to do. I would expand my practice to do what I want, but then I wouldn't have time to do the bread and butter work. I would leave the law, but I have too many student loans. I would leave the law, but I don't know what I'd do. 
I would learn what I need to market my firm better, but I don't have the money. Okay, there's always an excuse that comes up. It's very black and white thinking. Okay, you don't allow yourself to stay in the energy of desiring a new life for yourself because you don't believe there's any point. Right? There's like a feeling of disappointment whenever you think about transforming yourself, resetting. You grind through the work you have and use it to numb your disappointment. You probably numb out with other things too, maybe online shopping, eating, watching Netflix. You don't feel like you have a direction or your work might have zero boundaries. All right, so this is what a cynic transformation might look like. This was totally me too. So if you're seeing yourself in each of these archetypes, you're not alone. So I actually started coaching, believing I didn't know what I was doing. Like I got a coach going in thinking, I have no clue what's happening. I just know I'm unhappy. I don't even know what to do. I want something. Like I'm being pulled to do something. <laughs> like literally, I was like, am I broken? So so anytime my coach would offer me a question, I'd say, I don't know, or I can't because I always had an excuse, all right? But getting coaching helped me retrain my brain to think in possibility. All I had to do was show up to coaching and have my thoughts questioned and like engage in that process. And it started helping my brain flow because I was locked in to not knowing the answer. I was locked in to not seeing possibility. So right now with this transformation, I'm thinking of one client I have who started this way too. And she came to me wanting to calm her practice down and build her confidence when interacting with partners and associates in her firm. Her energy has completely changed, okay? Let me tell you. So she felt at first very much the victim in her firm, and now she is so much more powerful and confident. And she asks for what she wants. She gets the projects that she wants. She works with people that she wants. She takes leads on projects. She delegates all because she recognized that she needed help and asked for it. All because she just showed up and engaged with the process. It is pretty amazing to see that transformation. And it reminded me of my transformation because I was so locked in to not being able to leave the law. I was locked into not being able to do anything else. I was so locked in. My brain just needed some unlocking. I had another client who came to me to stop feeling overwhelmed about her solo practice, and she 100% believed that she would not have time to do her bread and butter work and expand her practice in the direction she wanted to expand it in, that she didn't have the experience that she thought she needed to expand, that she had to have all of her old cases wrapped up in a bow before she could change the direction of her practice. And she was also numbing herself out with lots of Netflix. So we locked down the excuses one by one until she was managing her calendar and marketing herself in the area she wanted to expand in and still making money in her bread and butter practice areas. So if you are the cynic, what are your next steps for your life reset? Well, the first step is just give up your excuses. Okay, I say this with so much love. Okay, you must recognize that your excuses are BS. And I can say this because I indulged in those kinds of excuses too until I didn't. At the very least, know that they're excuses. You don't even have to give them up, right? Like you could just like know they're excuses and then ask for help. Okay, the lawyers who come to me who are ready to give up their excuses and start where they are. They know it's time for a change and they know they 
have number two in mind, okay? This is number two. They allow themselves to desire something new, even if it's painful, okay? That's the point. Even if wanting something is painful, want it. Allow yourself to want it. That is the point. You wouldn't want something if you weren't meant to go towards it and to do the mental and emotional work of growing into the person who has the capacity to have it. Because if you want it, you have the capability to have it. Number three, ask yourself where you might be numbing out. Numbing out is the same thing as buffering. If you listen to some of my other episodes, where are you spending a lot of time and it's creating a negative net result? For instance, do you spend a lot of money online then later regret your purchases? Do you drink to a point that you're feeling sick or you have other negative consequences? Do you eat to a point where you have negative consequences? Noticing this is huge because once you see it, you can do something about it and you can ask for help where you need it. And when I work with my clients, this is integrated into the work we do towards their goals. And sometimes, especially with things like over drinking, I will work with them on this particular goal so that before we do anything else, we've got cleaned up a lot of brain space so that they can take action in the way they want want to towards their goals and even consider their goals, right? When I stopped drinking, my energy for other things just skyrocketed. My brain just expanded, it felt like, and I just felt better about myself, which helped me make better decisions for myself. And when my client stopped binging on Netflix, she learned how to process her emotions better so she could do the important work that she wanted to do in her practice. Now, if you resonate with the cynic archetype, I've linked to some resources, some podcast episodes in the show notes. Now, you may be hovering between a couple of these sections, and that's okay. Some of these archetypes, right, they overlap. Just pick the one that resonated the most with you, then go to the resource section in the show notes at dinacataldo.com forward slash 201. And when you are there, book a call with me. Working with me will take this work to a deeper level. Not only will we set the foundation for your reset, but I will help you get clarity on what it is that you want to work on right now. And this is the most important work that we can do for ourselves and for those around us. Coaching really provides a reset. All right, my friend, I will talk to you soon. Bye.